Welcome to the Mr. Vincent Podcast, episode 91. I'm your host, Emmanuel Vincent, and I hope everybody's Friday's off to a good start. Uh, for me personally, it's a little bit too early to be up for my liking, but I gotta get this episode up and out to the masses. Quite an eventful week we had in the NFL. Uh, Brian Flores dropped a bombshell of a class action lawsuit against the league and several teams, uh, alleging discriminatory practices in regards to the head coaching hiring process along with uh, his uh, tenure in the Miami Dolphins head coaching position. Uh, now, it's a shame I had to come to this, but I think there's no other option considering that the Rooney Rule's been implemented since 2003, uh, which was established to give um, people of color, blacks in particular, um, a fair shot at getting a coaching position. And that hasn't panned out at all, as currently in 2022, there's only one black head coach in the league in which the players are 70, 70% black. That's unacceptable. So I think this can spark change that's been long needed. Also did also the GOAT, Tom Brady, called it a career after 22 seasons. Icon, never be duplicated, one of a kind. The list goes on and on. Um, so that is what we talked about in this episode. Me and the homie Eves, of course. And we did touch a little bit on the Super Bowl between the Rams and Bengals upcoming. So we can get into it right now. Here it is. So we got a couple of things in the news headlines in the NFL that are um, overshadowing the upcoming Super Bowl. We can start off with uh, Brian Flores, who recently filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL and three teams, which include the Giants, Broncos, and Dolphins. Um, basically, essentially just um, alleging that they weren't, like, conducting interviews fairly, already had their minds made up, um, and basically racism. What's your thought on everything that's happened so far since Tuesday with this? Because this is a bombshell. Yeah, this this is there's so many layers to it. There's there's just a lot going on. Um, I think I think the primary thing for me is I'm just glad that this happened because it is shining a light on something we all knew was going on, but they'd explain it away. It will be this. It will be that. There's no reason why a league that has 70 percent black players doesn't really have has only one black head coach and barely has any black man at any levers of power in the league. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I think, I think first and foremost, this is, I, I applaud Brian Flores for what he did. I do know there's some folks out there, maybe some listeners who might be listening, who might have an issue with some of the, the, the unfortunate um, issue that he had with Kenny Stills, when Kenny Stills tried to take a stand um, against Stephen Ross, the owner of the dolphins when he was, um, very like pro Trump and uh, Brian Flores did at least in the eyes of the public and lives of a lot of black people didn't stand there and support him. Um, hopefully he's learned his lesson and um, he's standing up right now and he's kind of given us an unprecedented opportunity that at the very least like shake the table. I don't know how far it'll go, but at the very least like shake the table. Yeah. It's interesting, man. And it's so crazy to me that he's actually taking the skin because you know he loves the game of football, and to essentially put his career at risk for the better good, I don't know there's a lot of people that would really do that. Yeah, I mean, because if we're being real, like, 
we know. What, what, what do we know? We, these, the, these teams, these GMs, they're hiring their friends. They're hiring people that they quote-unquote know, and they're giving token interviews to, to black candidates. Brian Flores is a pretty serious head coaching candidate for this cycle. So by him doing this, he more more or less is like torpedo might probably torpedoed his chance at getting a job, which was which seemed pretty likely, even with some of the news that's out there um, and the defamation of his character by the Dolphins. Um, I, I think we're we're kind of like in an unprecedented opportunity here. Um, I, I'm a big, I was a big fan of NIL when that came out and especially for football. Um, I really loved it because it meant that these coaches had to sell something to the players. It's not, they can't go into your, your, your living room and then tell you that, Oh, I'm going to take your mom, your mom and your brothers and sisters out the hood. And, uh, but you got to do what I say, or they can't, they can't make Cecil Newton, um, Cam Newton's father out to look like a greedy man because he was looking to get comp- looking to get compensation for what his son was doing, which we all know happens anyway under the table. Um, it's brought it all out to light. It's putting some power in the hands of those of those college players. But at the end of the day, they have to go to the NFL. The NFL is the only game in town. They're a cartel of thirty-one white billionaires who can set the price of whatever at the, of the product for whatever they want, and they rule. And this is finally like an opportunity. They finally got like a smoking gun where they can really like shake things up and maybe get claw back some fairness for themselves. Yeah. Like you said, like the, like the Rooney rule was implemented back in what, 2003. Um, Uh, Yes. Essentially like was, it was goal was to make sure that um, minority external um, coaches are interviewed for any coaching position, whether it be like offensive, defensive, head coaching positions. And it seems like we took a step back since then, right now. We only have a one black coach, like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in his entire tenure with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That just shows you how high the bar is set for um, African-American coaches. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just sad. Like, in, if we're being – for being real, it's like not only do black coaches not even get a first chance, not almost none of them get second chances. Todd Bowles, after what his defense did last year, and, and it, even though they had to deal with some injuries this year, he should be he should be everybody's on everybody's list. Raheem Morris, what he's done this year, he should be on everybody's list. They're both guys who are former head coaches in the past who never got another shot. Um, Leslie Frazier never got another shot. Steve Wilkes. Never got another shot, but but then you compare that to Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, when he was the head coach of the Denver Broncos, he openly treated players badly, had bad relationships, and admitted to so after the fact. Had the taping scandal, lost a whole bunch mm-hmm. of games, uh, made his way back to the Patriots, accepted accepted the Colts' head coaching job, and then reneged at the last second after they had already like announced him as taking the job. And he just got the job for like the Las Vegas Raiders. And yet guys like, again, like Todd Bowles and Steve Wilkes and the rest of those guys have, you know, they lost their jobs and never got another chance. Like clear, clearly, clearly the, there's the, the playing field is not level. Yeah. Like you hit the nail on the head. Like, like Brian Flores should not have to be subject to this 
Um, he's a great coach. Anybody who even like watches football can just tell how like how much like people look to him. Like his um his team looks for inspiration. He's a very good vocal leader, and I think that, I think that's displayed in the field on the sideline every Sunday. So for him to like when it, when he lost the job with the Dolphins, like everybody was shocked. I think I saw your reaction on Twitter. You were pretty shocked too. I know I was. A lot of people were like. The man led them to their first win, um, back-to-back winning record since 2003. And that's how he gets repaid? Yeah, it just a damn shame. I think the thing that even hit me even more was David Cully. Even though, you know, he probably was underqualified um, when he got hired. And it seemed like an obvious, like, oh, yeah, he's just the guy who's going to be hired for a year. And they're just going to get rid of him when he crashes and burns. But he didn't. He, based on what that roster was... He outperformed expectation, and he got fired for it. And I don't care what anybody says. They, I mean, supposedly they, Brian Flores is like a strong candidate for them, and they're like looking at um, some other black coaches. But we all know they wanted to hire Josh McCown. The only reason, if they don't hire Josh McCown, the only reason they're going to do it is because this lawsuit happened, and the optics would be ridiculously bad. And who knows? They might still do so anyway. But it's just a shame, man. I'm I'm tired of it. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, something had to be done. It's a shame that have to. It's a shame that have to come to this a class action lawsuit. And you know what this means? Like, there's more people are going to join this lawsuit. You see, Hugh Jackson speak up about how he too was offered money to throw games away, like Brian Flores alleged that he Stephen Ross. Yeah, did. Uh, Terrell Lawson from the Steelers too. He was talking about he got some sham interviews with the Lions. I think in like 2018 or something like that. Hmm. Yo, you know how crazy that that would be if that even if that is proven to be accurate that Stephen Ross was really throwing money at him to throw games. Yeah, away? that that's that's actually honestly what what I really think the outcome of the sham interviews and the Rudy Rule stuff. I I think they're gonna settle, um, and they're gonna throw whatever money at it because what what the problem is is they don't they don't want it to get to discovery. They don't. Um, I was in a space, I was in a Twitter space earlier talking with some people and I told them that even though it's like very serious to us, this issue with, um, with the hire and the the sham interview, it's basically like a broken taillight. He's getting pulled over for a broken taillight for the NFL, but they have a whole bunch of uh, like drugs and guns in the car. I mean, we saw it recently with John Gruden. They yeah, weren't we going saw it with him originally. John Gruden. They <laughs> made that go. They, you know, they said, "Oh yeah, we reviewed the emails. It only had a few things, and they didn't reveal what what the what the other emails were." They, we know that there is a whole. That's just just the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's probably in emails, in text messages, that would get unraveled in 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 discovery. And the problem with the NFL is. The government does not like the NFL right now because the NFL is fully the government is fully aware that the NFL is like a cartel with 31 guys who control everything. And they have been waiting for something to get them on. They already they started back with the um, removing like the tax exemption. They, They got rid of that. And they've been looking for something to get on them. Those emails get out and. It's going to be a wrap for the NFL. So they're going to they're going to make the the guys who from that lawsuit they're going to make them an offer they can't refuse and do some some like small thing to try to um, fix like the optics of like the race issue in the NFL. So 
at the end of the day, maybe we'll get like those guys will get paid and maybe they'll give like an inch, but it won't be, it won't, I don't think it'll be anything lasting change. But the Steven Ross thing, if that has legs and if he can prove that, that is going to be huge. They got, they, they're fully in bed with like, with DraftKings and BetGM and all of these like gambling companies. Yeah, those partnerships, those partnerships ain't gonna be having it if we know teams tank. But it's it's a it's a it's a one thing to tank by like starting your guys. This is another thing to incentivize your coach to lose games with money. That's a whole another thing where Stephen Ross will be forced to sell the team if if it's provable. Exactly because you're you're then compromising the integrity of the game. Absolutely, like you. I mean, we, we all know, like, the sports books probably know when, when these teams are, like, trying to tank. But it's another thing for your their customers to know that a team was actively trying to tank and pay their coach to lose. They they can't have that. Facts. I, I definitely agree. Um, I forgot what I was going to ask you. So how do you think that the, that the NFL looks right now? I mean, it's early. Early stages of this lawsuit. But for right now, what's your initial, like, thoughts on the NFL right now? As a league, how they're handling it? I mean, they're gonna fight it tooth and nail. That that's pretty like that's pretty obvious. I, the thing for me is, I actually went and like looked on some like Facebook posts, and you know, Facebook is like a cesspool. Um, <laughs> John Elway, John Elway, like put out a response because Brian Flores accused them of being like coming in um, hungover and disheveled, and then was an hour late to like the interview that they had in 2019. And you just see, like, a whole bunch of Caucasian people just saying, like, oh, yeah, we're with you. Oh, it's just another bad candidate uh, being mad about, like, he didn't get, like, a job and yada, yada, yada. One excuse after another. Uh, so I don't know. Um, I'm a black man. I have a lot of black friends and then peop- white people that tend to be in my sphere, like, a bit more, like, liberal. So they're, like, generally, like, inclined to be like, well, that's, I mean, it's a quiet part getting said out loud, but. I don't know how the public at large feels. I'm hoping uh, the one thing that is good is it's in mainstream news now. Like he was, Brian Flores is on like good mornings, like the, the CBS good morning show. And he's on like CNN. So these are outlets that do not generally like report on sports specifically that are going to be at, um, I would assume at the Super Bowl in Roger Goodell's face, like asking him questions and like the more visibility we can get on this, like the better, the better chance we have of trying to get some kind of type, some type of meaning, meaningful change. Yeah. When I saw him on CBS morning, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really, really big. Yeah, they're not messing around. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. how like, and I think um, when Brian Flores was on Get Up, one of the lawyers he was with made a good point. How the fact that the NFL came out right away and said that these allegations ha- hold no merit, like they took longer to investigate deflated footballs than Brian Flores's um, allegations. That's a fact. That is a fact. It's a shame, but we we knew that were, that's what they were going to do because like they can't they can't they can't afford to to like let this like be out there because it's it's extremely bad for business. And I'm I'm all for people like shaking the table with them. I'm all for it. I think to really see change, we're going to have to see some representation in the higher up, like ownership. No black owners at all in a sport that is 70% black. That's wild. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they can try to maybe force him to sell the team to 
to a, to to like a, a minority owner or a black owner because I'm just tired, man. <laughs> I am just tired. Yeah, it's crazy. So, now, what, how do you think that Belichick looks in this situation? Because, you know, obviously he accidentally texted Brian Flores and not the other Brian Dable um, about the Giants' coastal position. I, I, yeah, you know, honestly, I think I, I, I don't even think about Belichick in the situation at all. I think most people like don't. I think he's like incidental. Maybe they, people will be like, "Oh yeah, he's like a seventy-year-old man who who can't can't figure out like who he's texting or whatever it is." But I, to me, like he's he's very incidental in all of this. Yeah, definitely. Like I don't think that he that he had any ill intentions of this that he's involved in any way. Like with this, um, no, this I mean, he was literally just trying to text somebody to like congratulate them. It's like, how that I don't know if that's necessarily like any bad intent. And he's plugged in, I mean, he he used to coach for, for the Giants, he was the defensive coordinator when they won Super Bowl with like Lawrence Taylor. Like, yeah, definitely it, is plugged it's, in. Yeah, it stands, it stands, it stands to reason that he would know. And then Brian Dable was an assistant coach for him, just like Brian Flores was. Yeah, exactly. So they had that relationship. So obviously he was just excited, and then man, maybe he just got, like they got the wrong got the wrong Brian. Yeah, yeah. Hell, hell of a hell of a text to send. And uh, <laughs> from what I understand, too, Brian Flores didn't tell him anything about the lawsuit at all. Oh, he didn't. Nope. So it's funny. I, I actually rewatched uh, earlier today the, uh, the the Get Up interview. I guess he like he he made aware of. Uh, I know he's still a candidate for the Texans and the Saints, and he told them that this lawsuit was coming prior to their uh, interview. Wow, really? Interesting. Yeah. I did not see that part. Yeah, I, I watched it today, so I'm like, okay, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I, not, so I'm not, a, I'm not a lawyer, obviously. I don't have no legal background, but I'm just, I just, don't, I'm just wondering how can he prove within a court of law that what he is saying is true about the, um, about the, oh. about the, like, the, the sham interviews, the, yeah, the sham interviews, I get. So the sham interviews, I don't even know if he has to prove it. I just think with the text messages, that's enough to um, that's enough to get past summary judgment to get it to discovery. And the NFL is not going to let it get to discovery. So they're going to settle. They are going to settle. Um, <laughs> the Stephen Ross thing, I don't know. Supposedly, there's a witness. I, I supposedly I wanted I, I had heard my, that, that they, they're trying to make Chris Greer a witness. Um, and then with the, um, I guess with the understanding that if he would essentially have to perjure himself on the stand, if he said he didn't see it, I guess, but I'm not sure I would have to like look into it more. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that I I don't, there's no way he put it in writing. No one could be that stupid. And if he did, what I, what I literally said, um, when I was talking to some folks was, um, God don't love me that much for there to be like written evidence that this happened because then it would be a, actually be a rap for Stephen Ross. Oh, facts. But like you said, like who would be dumb enough, to, dumb enough to do that? Yeah, it's like it's that that would be like the like absolute like height of stupidity. <laughs> well, I mean, they said they have a lot of information that they haven't like disclosed yet on this yeah. side. I'm Brian Flores' lawyer, so. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the next like several weeks or months. That's that's where that's where I'm at. I'm kind of like I'm just waiting for some more receipts. Um, but I'm hoping they can they can pack these dudes up. Like that's that I would love that. Yeah, yeah, we we need change, man. Like it's been too long. 
um, that Rooney Rule's been implemented for what, like 19 years, and nothing really has changed. Fact. So something's got to be done. But um, we can get, take a break right here, and then we can come back and talk about the GOAT. Retired. All right, man. So has reality set in for you yet that the GOAT is gone? Tom Brady retires from the NFL? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, shout out to Adam Schefter. Uh, people were, like, giving him a lot of crap, but at least – with him putting it out there, it kind of gave it a few more days where, you know, you could, like, you reasonably expect it. And then when he finally put out, like, his retirement announcement, like, you know, I was ready for it. I definitely was – I wasn't mad. But I was definitely looking through that that initial post, and I was like, I can't, I don't I don't know if you looked at it, but I kind of – I kept scrolling to the right. I was waiting for him to mention, like, Patriots or Patriots fans, and there was no mention. And I was like, damn, man, like, that's how it is. Oh, oh, oh Brady, Brady. I wasn't <laughs> mad. I was, I was hurt. <laughs> like he knows uh, me, he don't know the damn thing about me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, first, like we got, we got to like put some respect on Adam Schefter's name, Jeff, Dev Darlington too, because that tweet was reported at what was tweeted on at two twenty nine on Saturday yeah. afternoon about Brady mm-hmm. retirement. Now I know Adam Schefter is a I know journalist. He's one of the best in the business. They ain't gonna just put things out there out, out there just for nothing, just for laughs and giggles and for clickbait. Nope. Yeah, they were they were cooking them. There was definitely some like Adam yeah. Schefter jokes on there, and I was just like, "Damn!" I mean, it's funny. don't get it don't get it twisted. I was laughing, but oh, yeah. at the same time, someone laughing at jokes. It was funny. Why not? <laughs> they wouldn't have just put it out there just for nothing. But I I think it's only right though that Brady should have got the chance to do it the way he wanted to. I think he's earned that Absolutely. after his illustrious career. Um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Brady's really gone. Yeah, I, I think there's there's just like. I was actually I, I was on a podcast um, a few days ago um, where we were talking about Brady and I compared his career. I said the only person that his career compares to is Michael Jordan. Obviously, you have you know Jordan with six rings, Brady with seven. But I, I was talking specifically talking about impact, and it's not the same because Jordan is kind of was is a is a global icon, uh, a cultural icon. But the, the, when I'm talking about impact, you, you, you remember the pre Brady years. Like we weren't when, when you talked about like the NFL, the NFL had the premier franchises. It had like the Packers, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Steelers, mm-hmm. the Patriots. We, we weren't, we weren't that. That's not what we were. We I wouldn't say we were like a poverty franchise, like maybe like the Saints or the Bengals at the time. Mm-hmm. But we were not we were not it. You know, we were like a scrappy team. We got gotten to that Super Bowl where we got our butts kicked by by Brett Favre and the Packers and we had like Drew Bledsoe and Drew Bledsoe was pretty good, but he wasn't he's not a hall. He was like a Hall of Famer. Brady Brady coming and us being in contention for 20, 20 years with, with with him and Bill Belichick running things, that's what put us on the map. When Robert Kraft brought the Patriots, I believe that's in 1994, he bought them for $172 million. Oh, wow. As of, as of I think, like 2020, the Patriots are worth $4.4 billion. That's all, that's all the, the Brady and like Belichick effect. 
Talk about an investment. Yeah, yeah. We we went from being like again, I would say, you know, we weren't I would I would say we were like the worst franchise in there, but we were, you know, I would say we were in the bottom quarter of the league in terms of like popularity and like worth. The Patriots are the second most valuable team in football now. Yeah, that, that's crazy to think about that. Yeah, like, can, 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 can you got a player selected 199th, sixth round in the 2000 draft? No one's seen this coming. Nope. Like, actually, well, right one guy, you, you one guy out. did. Um, I think isn't the I think the the quarterback. So the quarter, the legend of like Brady, it all began because the quarterbacks coach for the Patriots was the guy he talked Bill Belichick into drafting him. Oh really? Yeah. Um like Dick Reb I think it's Dick Rebine. But um he was he was the Patriots coach, um, quarterbacks coach. He actually died that same year where before Brady like ended up becoming the starter. Um he died like in that August like two thousand one. Uh he passed away from um I think he like had like a like a like a heart condition. Um, like died suddenly, but he was a guy who talked to uh, Belichick into drafting Brady. And I think an, an underrated thing about him, and sometimes where I ended up having to defend him and like just the Patriots in general, is people always talk about like the Patriots like system. The pa- there was there wasn't there is no such thing. There, I mean the the Patriots system is somewhat based on like real time reads, but if if you want to go through what Brady's career. When he first started, it was power running game and Brady moving the chains on third down. From there, it shifted to the spread, the spread in like 2007. And he was kind of like at the forefront of that. From the spread, it went to the two tight end system with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. From that, it went to more of like a three wide system where he used the middle of the field because Julian Edelman was his guy and Gronk was, Gronk was there kind of getting up the seam. Until until he, he like left the team, he, he the the Patriots have changed offensive systems based on the, their personnel, and they've gone through a whole bunch of like different changes. So when people bring up bring up like these like quote unquote Patriot system, I'm like I, that's usually like a like a an obvious tell for me that someone doesn't know what they're talking about and just like repeating stuff that they heard. <laughs> Real talk. No, nah, that, that makes sense. Like, the evolution of it has been, like, we all seen the evolution of Brady throughout the years. You know, that there's no such thing as a Patriot system, per se. Because yeah. he adapted to his environment as he progressed in his, his NFL career. Yeah, it's all, that's what the Patriots have always been. They adapt to what they're, to the personnel that they have. If they have a, bu- a bunch of good tight ends, they're going to be a two-tight end team. If they have a bunch of like whiteouts who are best used in the middle of the field. They're going to do that. If they have just have a whole bunch of whiteouts, period, they were using the spread. They don't. They change things based on like their personnel, which is really like a, a like amazing to watch. But, yeah. Did you think it was? Did you think it was the right time for him to retire, or did you want to? Did you personally want him to see try at least one more? One I actually more thought it. I thought it was because. That team's gonna get broken up. There's just there's, there's just no way of getting around it. I, I think maybe if Antonio Brown had kept his stuff together, they would have ran it back this year because I felt like he they would have re-signed him again. But once Antonio Brown had his issue and um, got him got himself kicked off the team, 
I pretty much like knew it was a wrap because Godwin, Godwin, he's not only does he have the injury, but he's going to be on the first thing smoking out of there because he's going to get more money in free agency somewhere else. So that's a wrap. A lot of the defenders that they have, I think they were signed Sue and um, Shaq Barrett to like one year deals. They're both most likely gone. And it's just like one player after another player after another player who's just going to be on their way out. And I didn't see Brady wanting to stick around for like a rebuild if he didn't have enough talent around him to win a Super Bowl. So just, just you know, figured it was time. Yeah. I mean, I'm just happy that he didn't stay around too long so we can actually, for us to potentially see that quote-unquote cliff that, you know, Matt Kellerman was talking about the whole time, like several years ago. And he never hit it. That's the best part. That's the best part. He he, he proved Max Kellerman wrong until the absolute very end because that that cliff never came for him. Facts. Like, I'm I'm happy that that never happened. And I definitely didn't want to see him to go out like some of the legends, like, you know, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, who were just like a shell of themselves in their last year. I didn't want to – I never wanted to see that former Tom Brady. I wanted to see Tom Brady being Tom Brady, and we saw that. Came back from twenty-seven to three against the Rams, tied it up. But hey, the, the defense didn't hold it up, and they, they went home. So that's that's a fact. I mean, by all intents and purposes, I mean he had the best season in football for quarterbacks. He led in pretty much every meaning meaningful passing statistic. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to win the award, but if someone like gave it to Brady, like what could you really say? About yeah, I, I think I think it's hit. It's like it's like a real, real close race between those two for MVP. So whoever right. gets it, it's whatever. It's, it's what it, is, it is what it is. Right, and that's crazy to be age forty four, <laughs> a quarterback, and you are a potential. You, know, you are an MVP candidate. You very well became winning that award again. Mm. It's crazy. That that TB twelve method is no joke. I see. Yeah, man. I see. I, I, I need to learn about that TBT twelve method. No lie, because I, ne- I never, I never, really like looked into it. I want, want to learn about it. It's all about pliability. So, you know what? I think that it's, Brady is is all the good he's done. I think it's going to spoil so many. Like he spoiled Patriots fans for sure. Oh, definitely. But I think that, but I think that it's it's not going to be fair to a lot of these quarterbacks who are who are coming down the line in the future or currently here present. Like, you know, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, or mm-hmm. uh, um, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Like, Brady set the bar so high that it's ridiculous because that's not the norm. What he did was not the norm. To play that long for 22 seasons, go to the Super Bowl 10 times, and win seven is absurd. Like, no, that will never be duplicated ever again. So, it's, I, just, I just feel bad. Like, I just, I just hate the fact that people are going to hold, like, oh, he didn't win this much. Da, 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 because Brady has seven. This guy only won, but two, three Super Bowl rings. Like, that's not enough. That's more than enough. I'm going to say this. Remember uh, remember our conversation after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? You were talking about, can they win four or five championships? And I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, you did say, you, I told you that. I told you. You did, you did say that. I that's crazy. Did. I told and, you. And think about it. And think about that. It looks crazy now, only in a matter of like two years. Yep, I I I, mean, I told you, <laughs> I told you. People act like when when they said the same thing when Aaron Rodgers won his. This is the same thing when Russell won his. Like it's extremely hard to win a Super Bowl. That's why like the the most of franchises are one in six. Mm. 
in like what seventy five years of like the NFL being in, in existence, six. Yeah, and then and Brady and Belichick made it look so easy, like yeah, to the point like it's just like whatever, <laughs> just another one. That is a fact. So, what what's your favorite Brady moment? You have one. I honestly, for me, and it's not. It's not, I wouldn't necessarily say it was him, but it was like the I guess the fourth quarter of the 2014 Super Bowl. Wow, you took my moment. I didn't say that <laughs> because yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Like no, because he, he shredded. He shredded one of the best defenses of all time in the fourth quarter for I think what like 125 yards and two touchdowns. I think he went 13 for 15, shredded them, and then just like the alt. I mean, people say the comeback in the, the Falcons game uh, was better. And, and it, it like it was, but that game for me, I, I will never forget it, you know, with the, because it culminated in the Malcolm Butler pick and man, when I tell you the thing that I will never forget is when Malcolm Butler picked off that ball, I was in my room watching the game. I I grabbed my pillow and I was about to launch it at my TV, which would have probably would have knocked it over and broke it. And I, I realized it at the last second. I turned and I ended up throwing it up against my door because I was just <laughs> so I was just jumping. I was cursing up a storm. Like oh my god! So that game that game will always just hold like a special place for me. Plus Seahawks fans um, had to take that L and it was just absolutely beautiful. So that that fourth quarter, um, what what he was doing um, in that fourth quarter was just, that was it for me. And don't forget too, he had a 10 year gap between Super Bowls until that point. Right. Yep. And it was crazy. Like he was like, so in the zone in the fourth quarter in that comeback to the point where like, if we had lost that Super Bowl, you could be going to hold it against Brady. Oh you no, no, definitely do. not. Definitely not. I we mean, hell that was like, I feel like one thing too. Catch. Yeah. And I think a thing too is what a lot of people forget. Is like there was that fluke play beforehand where um, I forget the receiver's name, but he caught it like it, it kind of got knocked, and then he was like on his back and ended up catching it like on his back. It's like a complete like curse, right? Yeah, Jermaine Curse. It was like, a complete like fluke of a catch. Like just think of what what it would have been if they had won that game. Like it would have like I think it would have been like held up like almost to like the same level as the helmet catch. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching that game and. Live and in person. After that catch, I'm like, "What the hell?" Like first David Tyree, now this. What you know? We can't catch any breaks right now. This is crazy. yep, yep. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. I was just like, "Not again, <laughs> not again." And then, it, then it pulled out, and then you know, Julian Edelman caught one of his own um, in against the Falcons. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like people. Well, a lot of people tend to go with the 27 and three or 23 comeback against the Falcons. And rightfully so, but I, I, I like that moment right there. I guess the in the fourth quarter, man. So, um, what? Where do you put Brady at all time? Uh, American sports. It's curious. Whew. Uh, I think. Well, I think the only person who's maybe had like a better professional sports career is Bill Russell. But for, for me, in terms of like modern sports, I got to put him at number one. I got to put him at number one because. Winning, winning NFL championships is so hard to do, and he's won more than anybody. He's won more more championships on his own than teams have won. You know, the record is six. He has seven, which is absolutely nuts. 
One and one won a Super Bowl in his first year with a new team in a COVID offseason, no less. Yeah, that, that is true. So you so okay, you got to number one. Anybody yeah. else you got up there? Anybody you got on that list high? Oh, Jordan, of course. Jordan, of course. Um, and I feel like you, a, a guy you gotta, you always gotta acknowledge too. You know, I mean, Bill, Bill is, I think Bill is just the, just goaded. I don't know if, I think he's like, maybe like a, like a cut above, but he just didn't play in like the modern era. So it was different for him. Yeah. It's hard for people to, to, to relate to Bill Russell seeing that he didn't play in the modern era and not a lot of film on him and so forth, but exactly. He was dominant in his time. Yeah. Um, you know, Wayne Gretzky low key, he was nothing to mess with in terms of like his ability, like to score, but you know, that, that. And then there, there, there is that that one person. Oh, Serena! You got of course, of course, Serena. Of course. (laughs) Shout out to Serena. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely up there. I mean, you can make the case with a a lot of those two as being number one, whatever. But yeah, I think those are those right there. I guess maybe for 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 some of the listeners who will like jump in and be like, you know, Serena's way better. I, I do think you have to put in like a. A caveat, like I, you have to separate it from like team sports and individual sports. If we're being real, that is fair. That is fair because you, because like, well, for example, the quarterback, the quarterback is just dependent on you know, and an mm-hmm. O line, a running back, a receiver, exactly. the defense, because they can't play defense, so they got to just pray to God that the defense does their job and holds up. <laughs> exactly. No, that's that's true. These debates are tricky. It's just fun. It's fun to see the people have the debates and everything. Hey, what do you have? In, what do you have in my in ter- for yourself? Uh, definitely the top five. I have to really think about it where I put it back, but probably top three. Top three, yeah. I th- I say top three because, like I said, like t- winning. We see how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Man won seven. <laughs> like so, you you got to have him high on the list. I think. I think it. What really like knocks it home was, I mean, he won. He won a Super Bowl going to a new team in like that COVID offseason. Like, how 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 do you top that? In the first year, yeah. How do you, you can't top that? <laughs> that I'm still I'm still I still, I still can't believe that happened. Like, yo, he really won a Super Bowl <laughs> in his first year. And it's not like he he went up against like a trash team. Like he beat Pat Mahomes, who everyone is like trying to say is. The baby goat. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, then beat Aaron Rodgers before that. Yep. He went on the he went on the road on the road. Beat, I mean Washington football team, whatever. But beat Breeze, Rodgers, and then Mahomes, like a who's who of like Hall of Fame like quarterbacks, and beat them all. Yeah, man. Like I, I still really can't believe that he actually pulled it off the first year. I just that's wild. But again, at the end. It's Tom Brady, so it, should, it, should, it shouldn't be too crazy. But it's just crazy the fact that he did that. That's the goat. Yeah, I'd leave in New England. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask you about Brady, but I kind of forgot what I was going to ask you about, about the man. I'm curious what his next chapter in life oh, is going to be. So I seen your tweet. You talk about you're going to you're going to if, if Brock retires, they're going to save it for money right now for Canton in five years or six. How old was it? Five years, six years out? Yeah, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you want to know? It's funny too, because Ben Ben Roethlisberger retired at the same time, so that's that's two slots from that that twenty twenty seven class mm-hmm. that are already taken. 
Damn, that's crazy. Ben and thing are gonna. That's kind of. That's kind of. That's kind of. I felt kind of bad for Ben now, man. Getting overshadowed by Brady like that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I won't. I won't get into the things that he allegedly did. Um, okay. <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't dip into that too much, but him being overshadowed by by Brady, I have no problem with whatsoever. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yo, that news basically almost overshadowed the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, between that and like Flores, it's like no, barely anybody's talking about the game, which is kind of crazy. Like I, I can't. Usually by now, you've seen a whole bunch of like press conferences and maybe some like funny stuff from like the Super Bowl week and while they're trying to ramp up things. And I haven't seen any of it at all. Yeah, well, we could try to do that a little bit right now. Um, so Super Bowl, we got the Rams and Bengals. Uh, Rams are the second team in consecutive years to host the Super Bowl down in SoFi. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too much into the game per se right now, but. What's your early thoughts right now? I'm I'm pretty sure, if I, based on your tweets I've seen, you're leaning with the Rams, as am I, for the simple fact, how the hell is that Bengals online going to hold up? <laughs> yeah, like, to, you know, not to go into deeper analysis um, maybe next week, but... Yeah, next week. Uh, Aaron Donald... Uh, Aaron Donald is nothing nice. Um, he's the best defensive tackle of his generation, Chris Jones was in the backfield all all game long last week. He he I don't think he really um he didn't really seal the deal. I think they only got one sack. I don't think Aaron Donald's gonna do that. I think he's gonna be able to hit uh you know Joe Burrow a bunch of times um and also create some like one on ones for some of like the the edge players, um Leonard Floyd and Vaughn Miller. Uh and the difference between some of the pass rush that Joe Burrow seen already like the Titans sacked him nine times, but they don't they don't have a back end player like Jalen Ramsey on their squad. I think Jalen Ramsey can match up pretty well with Jamar Chase and take away some of those those one on one shots that Joe Burrow was able to go to to maybe get some yards and chunks. So honestly, it feels like it it feels similar to like the Titans game, except one they do, they have Jalen Ramsey and then two they have Matthew Stafford and uh, not Ryan Tannehill. And not Ryan Tannehill, so I think I think I think the the Rams will be okay. But the 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 one thing is that that Bengals defense is better than people think, and they match up versus what the uh, the Rams offense likes to do optimally. They they match up pretty well, so that's definitely something to look out for. Because well, essentially the McVay offense is about trying to put its linebackers in conflict with some of those like routes over the middle of the field. And the Bengals linebackers are actually really, really good in space. So we'll see. We'll see how that how everything turns out. But for right now, I, I'm I'm definitely like leading on the Rams by like that that four. I think it's a four point spread right now. That that sounds about right. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm just like I, I mean, I, maybe I'm just I being selfish, but I want to see Aaron Donald win one. Who's like I said, the best defensive player of a generation. Right. And um, OBJ, man, like whatever, like. I don't want to say a redemption because it's not like he ever lost anything. It's the fact that what situation he was in with Cleveland and Blake and Mayfield. But a lot of people counted him out. He's proven them wrong so far. It's an amazing story. And Matthew Stafford too, even. Hey, he yeah. was in Detroit for all this, all those, all that time. People questioned him. We always saw the talent on Matthew Stafford, but we yeah. always questioned him in the big moments. And he's delivered yeah. so far in the postseason. So it'd be perfect for them to cap it off in LA. Absolutely. You know, it's so a. Fun. 
It's a it's an unprecedented opportunity for sure. Yeah, so yeah, I definitely definitely gonna lean on them because if the Titans can sack Joe Burrow nine times, I have full confidence in the defensive line to get to them. Facts. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about because we didn't really talk too much about uh, the AFC Championship game. Were you were you stunned by the Bengals winning that game or? Um. I was somewhat. I, I had picked the the uh, the Chiefs to win that game. I had talked to some people who was like talking about, oh, the Bengals are going to lose by two touchdowns. I was like, um, I don't think. I definitely don't think that. Um, I think Joe Burrow is him. I don't know if you saw my tweets, but I was saying Joe Burrow gives me Brady vibes like a lot. He he does give you a lot. He does. I think. So, especially compared to maybe some of the other young quarterbacks, or some, and then some of the court, and then I guess the other quarterback from his own draft class, Justin Herbert, there are guys out there who are more talented than him. That's just that's just a fact. But uh, the intangibles, like the leadership ability, the processing ability, just the accuracy, like he has that, he has everything. I don't say this often. I don't, but. With with him and Jamar Chase being there, it's a matter of uh, it's a matter of when, not if they're gonna win a Super Bowl. If we're being real, like though, Joe Burrow is an elite quarterback. I'm not even. I'm. I, that's also not hyperbole. The only Definitely reason not. I the only reason I don't even have him, I I haven't like locked him in, is he's just so young and he hasn't he doesn't have like the the body of work. But he so he could fall off a cliff. Or his play could dip any any time, but man, he gives you everything you want. And Jamar Chase is a stud too. So uh, when they, I I fully expected them to be in it. I didn't expect them to win it. I was very shocked when they did. I was shocked by how the Bengal, uh, the Chiefs got really cute towards the when they got into the red zone towards the end of that game, and they just blew it. And it is what it is. Yeah, like you said, like there is no way in hell, as long as they are relatively healthy, that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow will not win a Super Bowl. Right. I, I can't say that happening. <laughs> that, that that duel was too explosive. And yeah, like like I said, you talked about Burrow. Like he does, he, he reminds you of Brady a lot. Like not the most talented guy, not the most athletic, but he has that it factor. He has that charisma to him. Yep. Something about him is like like you can I I can just tell like his teammates like like gravitate towards him and just like rally around him. And so forth. So I think he's. I, I I see that comparison. I agree. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So yeah. And the cheat and the Chiefs. Wow. I can't. I'm still shocked at this. Uh. Yeah. I'm just shocked that 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 the same that the game played out the same way it did in Week 17. Yeah, that is very funny. Three it points the in the way. second half of both games and lost on the field goal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey. what are the odds of that happening? Nothing made because uh, I don't know if you see my timeline. I have like a there's like a friend of mine, Chuck, and he's like a big like Chiefs fans. I was packing them up the whole after that game for like a week, man. I was just dropping anytime he would say something, I would just put a video of uh, Jackson Mahomes dancing <laughs> <laughs> and quote tweeted just to just to clown him. Yeah, that that's funny, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I, just, I just can't with Jackson Mahomes. Like I just the. Uh, just a goofy. He's, he's just goofy to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. Like, like we were talking about earlier. Like, I thought that would maybe I thought they could wait maybe four or five, and then now it's like, damn. Like, 
is, is this potential dynasty even over before it started? It could be. Yeah, I mean, I told you. I, I, I mean, we we had the discussion when you we were talking about. It. I was like, there is there is very slim chance that they're able to just sit there and win like another Super Bowl, let alone three, four, five like that. No, no, I wasn't buying that. I mean, still, again, they did go to four AFC Championship game, two Super Bowls, one one. That's an accomplishment. That's a throw an accomplishment in itself. But yeah. it's so crazy how like we all after that um, divisional game between the the Bills and Chiefs, we were like, damn. What about the season the next 10 to 12 years? Josh Allen versus Mahomes. And then Joe Burrow comes out of nowhere like, nah, it's my time now. That that's Yo, the AFC right now is so lit with young quarterbacks. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think Burrow and Herbert are going to be going at it for a while. Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are going to be going at it for a while. Like, the league's in good hands. You got Lamar Jackson. And even if Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence, if, if he pans out, Trevor Lawrence too. This is crazy. Yeah, AFC's kind of lit for QBs. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers might, might, might want to come out here, uh, I'm like, uh, you might want to stay in the in, NFC. <laughs> <laughs> and let, let, let these young guns duke it out. Absolutely. Crazy. Well, um, yeah, we can start from here for now because I got nothing else. I, I got you. Um, yeah, hit me next week. We can get we can get a Super Bowl uh, preview going on if you got the time. Um, oh, I definitely got the time next week. All right, dope. Um yeah, hopefully oh, I'll, you let me know. I'll I'll get this shared. Uh, I'll put it in like some of the spaces that I make because I was telling them I was going to record with you later on, so they were asking. So just like let me know and I'll get it up there so people can take a look. You can share tweets and um, uh, you can share like links and spaces. Yeah, yeah, I'll put a, like a link and then when I'm in a if when I'm in a space that someone's like going, I'll just put it up on the jumbotron and tell people like, hey, this is like a podcast that I did. We'll come like check it out and they'll take a look. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Like, funny. So, when you look at your spaces, like, do you see your spaces on your timeline, like above, like where the fleet used to be? Yeah, it's where the fleet used to be. Because I don't have that on my time, on my Twitter. So I don't know. Really? That's weird. yeah. I don't have it. So like, I can see like, like sometimes I can see like when you like you tweet. I'm in a space right now, but usually I'm working when you do that, so I can't go in. But I, I never see it. Like people, I see a lot of people tweeting like, "Oh, it's on top of like where the fleet used to be." I'm like, I don't have that on my mine. So. <laughs> That's maybe it's a, maybe it's a setting I gotta go to. Am I in the settings? Yeah, yeah, it might be, but that, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll about it. Yeah, well, I'll take a look at it after this and everything, and I'll, I'll edit this tonight, so I'll put it up like later on, like in a couple hours. I bet I got you. All right, my guy. Take care. Appreciate you. Same to you. And that is it for this episode. Thank you to Anchor. Salute to the homie E's. And thank you all for continuing to listen. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button as the Mr. Vincent podcast is available just about everywhere you listen to your podcast at, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also keep up with me if you like on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Vincent 13. And you can also like my Facebook fan page as well, Emmanuel Vincent. Um, So that is it. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. Till next time. Take care.